Hi everyone, it's Leslyn Keith here again with another research update flash briefing. I'm the Director of Research and President of the Board for the Lipedema Project. I like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Today I'd like to tell you about a paper that recently came out of the University of Calabria in Italy by Roberto Canatero and Erica Cione. This paper is titled Nutritional Supplements and Lipedema, Scientific and Rational Use. It was published in the journal Nutraceuticals in September 2022. So what is the aim of this review? The aim of this review paper is to explore the evidence for various supplements that may have a favorable impact on management of lipedema symptoms. The inflammatory aspect of lipedema increases pain and other symptoms that make this condition difficult to manage and requires a really a multifaceted approach in which supplements may play a vital role. The authors discuss how lipedema treatments can be very expensive and in some countries, the burden of the majority of the cost is placed on the patient. If supplements are found to be effective, this may be a less costly option for many women. The authors discuss how supplementation has become more popular of late, largely due to the improved marketing of products to the general public. Unfortunately, limited oversight and poor regulation can lead to inferior products and improper usage, which can lead to a failure to realize the promised effects at best and serious adverse events at worst. Therefore, the authors have attempted to present and summarize what is said about supplements in the scientific literature about how they may benefit the characteristics or symptoms of lipedema. They also make a suggestion for which supplements are strongly supported in the literature and those that have weaker evidence, but patients may assess their use with their healthcare provider. They then state those supplements that they do not recommend using. The article also has a table that lists the recommended dosages for each supplement. Again, it is highly recommended that you consult with your healthcare provider before adding any supplements to make sure there won't be any unfavorable interactions with other medications you are taking or other conditions that you may have. So let's look at all the various supplements that they talk about in this article. The first couple are ones that they definitely recommend that if you have lipedema, you might want to consider taking this supplement. So the first one is vitamin C. And the authors report that the evidence is strong for the use of vitamin C due to its antioxidant effects and its actions that may improve the building of collagen. These biochemicals may be helpful to reduce inflammation as well as support connective tissue deficits that may be present in lipedema. The authors used vitamin C in conjunction with a ketogenic diet in the case report study with a patient with lipedema with very favorable results. The link to this paper, which is Management of Lipedema with a Ketogenic Diet, a 22-month follow-up. This was published in 2021. If you'd like to read that link, we'll post it here with the notes. So the next supplement is omega-3 fatty acids. So supplementation with omega-3 fatty acids, especially DHA and EPA, is recommended by the authors. These essential nutrients have been shown to be highly effective in reducing inflammation and pain, as well as improving the health of adipocytes or fat cells 
in obese subjects. These authors also use this supplement in a case report that I just referred to earlier. The foods highest in DHA and EPA are marine sources, including fish and algae, but added supplementation may be helpful for lipedema. So the next following supplements, uh, next several, are things that they say the evidence is weaker for, so they don't necessarily recommend, but you may want to explore these as potential options with your healthcare provider. So the first is polyphenols. And polyphenols also have an antioxidant action and may be beneficial for lipedema. There are over 8,000 polyphenols that can be found in both plants and animal source foods. The highest levels are found in plants, but it will be important to make sure that you tolerate the other nutrients that are also found in a particular food source um, that has this nutrient. So highest levels are found in berries, cocoa, coffee, tea, and certain spices such as turmeric. Although not studied specifically in its use with lipedema, diets rich in polyphenols along with supplementation of this nutrient have been shown to manage pain and inflammation in other conditions such as osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, and polycystic ovary syndrome. So for this reason, the authors place the supplement on the weaker evidence category because it's not specifically been studied in lipedema, but it may be worth exploring with your healthcare provider for you. Next is vitamin D. So although vitamin D has multiple actions that may be of benefit to the management of lipedema symptoms, there has not been any study specifically with its use for lipedema. This may still be a valuable supplement to take if you're found to be deficient, as many people in the general population are. For this reason, the authors place vitamin D in the weaker evidence category, but definitely worth exploring with your healthcare provider if it turns out you need it. So although not discussed in this paper, I would like to point out there was a previous paper that compared vitamin D levels in patients with lipedema, lymphedema, and healthy controls. And those diagnosed with lipedema were found to have the lowest levels of all. 77.5% of the lipedema subjects were either insufficient or completely deficient in vitamin D. So again, for those of you who are interested in reading that paper, we'll post the link for that as well. Very interesting information. But this particular study did not look at how did vitamin D supplementation help lipedema. So again, this is put into that weaker evidence category, but it might be worth exploring. The next vitamin is vitamin B12. And this micronutrient has shown benefits on nerve health as well as modulating pain. So although not studied with lipedema patients specifically, this may be a beneficial supplement to take. This is placed again in that weaker evidence category and worth exploring with your healthcare provider. It's also, I would say, very important to note that vitamin B12 can only be found in animal source foods. So if you tend to be more of a plant-based diet, supplementation with this micronutrient they may be especially important for you. So talk to your healthcare provider. The next one is magnesium. And although this micronutrient is often used by patients with lipedema, it really has not been found to have any actions to specifically address lipedema symptoms. This is another nutrient that most people in the general population have a less than optimal level of. However, 
So it might be really worth exploring with your healthcare provider to see if it'd be good for you to supplement in magnesium. The next one is selenium. You might have heard this one discussed. And then although one study found that patients with lipolymphedema, so patients who had a combination of lipedema and lymphedema, they were found to be deficient in selenium, there was no indication that this is any lower really than levels found in the general population. However, selenium is really important for immune functions and for anti-inflammatory effects. So that may be very useful for managing lipedema symptoms. So it definitely makes it worth discussing with your healthcare provider. The next supplements that they then discuss in this paper all are supplements that they recommend that you don't take, but still there's information about them. And so you might want to still talk about this with your healthcare provider. And the first two are in the category of what they call edema modulating agents. So supplementations that might help you control swelling. And there's two in this category, serapeptase and bromelain. And the authors really have placed them on that not suggested category due to the lack of convincing evidence for their effectiveness for lipedema, or in the case of serapeptase, there has been two documented moderate to severe cases of adverse effects. So first to talk about serapeptase, although the specific action is not completely clear or proven of this enzyme, it is said to break down proteins and fibrins in the tissues, which may help with reducing swelling that is evident in many women with lipedema. There has not been any study specifically with lipedema, and again, as I said, that had some moderate to severe adverse reactions noted in the literature. So the authors are pretty cautious about using that particular enzyme. And then bromelain is an enzyme that is found in very high amounts in pineapples and also has been shown to break down proteins and fibrin. Bromelain also may be helpful as an anti-inflammatory and an antimicrobial agent. There has been a great deal of study with bromelain, and it appears to be safe, but it has not been yet examined for its effectiveness in lipedema. So also of note, if you are using a low-carbohydrate or ketogenic diet, pineapples have a very high sugar content. So that means that after discussion with your healthcare provider, if you decide to increase your intake of bromelain, it may work better for you to have it in a supplement rather than to eat it from pineapples. The last one they discuss is butcher's broom. And this one, again, they placed on the not suggested category. So there has been several papers discussing this use of this supplement for lipedema and venous disease, actually. But the authors were unconvinced that it should be used. They have placed it on that not suggested category, but there hasn't been no adverse events noted in literature. So it's still something you might want to discuss as a potential option for you with your healthcare provider. So you can look into that. So I hope this has been helpful to you. I do believe that this paper is important for women with lipedema because it may provide you with additional options for better management of your lipedema. Certainly no supplementation will counteract unhealthy eating, but if you are already reducing your carbohydrate intake and removing foods from your diet that seem to increase your inflammation and pain, supplementation with guidance can be very helpful and not super expensive. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, 
tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Research Update Flash Briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplified.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.